0: Hi, this is Nick Forrester. Welcome to this week's E-Town podcast. This week, we're going to feature some great singers, great personalities. Alan Stone, a newcomer to E-Town, just an unbelievably soulful singer from the Pacific Northwest, getting a lot of interest and attention. He was in fine form this week, played a lot with the house band. And then Nikki Lane from Nashville, Tennessee, came back to E-Town, this time also on her own. And so um, the e Tones were busy. And They were such a good combination, really different from each other. And then uh, our friend Mark Barish was here to talk about regenerative agriculture. All that is coming right now.
1: From E-Town Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with this week's guest, from Nashville, Tennessee, Nikki Lane. Author, film producer, and environmental activist, Mark Barish. And from Chawila, Washington, Alan Stone. I'm Helen Forster. Join me now in welcoming our host, Nick Forster.
0: Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Welcome to E-Town Hall, our solar-powered musical clubhouse. And you guys are all in, you guys are all in the club. Welcome. So a variety show is what's coming up. We've got it all. We've got some thoughtful, smart people making music, writing songs. One is innovating with carbon trapping agriculture. One is always on the hunt for cool fashion. We've got a cool finale. It's all happening. Our two musical guests grew up just about as far away from each other as they possibly could. One in South Carolina, one in the Pacific Northwest. They both were pretty much who they were when they popped out. Our first guest grew up singing in his family's church. His dad was the pastor. He was singing on stage when he was three years old, leading the worship service and playing guitar when he was 13. But at 15, he heard Stevie Wonder and a bunch of classic soul music. And after about a year of college, Bible school included, he made an about face and pursued a pursuit of career in music. He moved to Seattle and has been going on just ever since doing really well. He's been on TV a bunch of times. He's put out four records. He's been on Conan and Ellen and all the shows that have just one person's name. Uh, (laughs) He has a ton of fans and followers, and it's not surprising, as you're about to find out. Please welcome to E-Town for his first visit, Alan Stone. Uh
2: Thanks so much for having me. Appreciate it.
3: But still every morning, when I rise, I'm sleeping in this bed. Well, I took a plane over the stars, and it didn't get me very far. And all my problems, they just follow me over life. Oh, well, wasn't far enough away from you but all of my problems they just follow me I'm just sleeping in this bed that I made. It. I cannot run from the pain. Do, 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 do. should I face these demons as they came. Oh, but what I would. in this bed I'm sleeping in this bed all I
2: very kind. Thank you so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here in E-Town. This next song is a song that I wrote about my wife. This last record, Building Balance, has been a, a real stretch for me. I've never written love songs before. For many years, I was very opposed to writing songs about love because um, in the r and soul world, it's all that people write about. It's either love and romance, or the club, <laughs> and um, I don't really know anything about either um, until I met my wife and and started finding that security in expressing the reality of that love. And so, this is a song called "Give You Blue."
3: Oh, well, I can't stop the rain. I will keep you dry When the shore feels far away Baby, I'll be by your side And when the storms arise Baby, I will shout to you Sky is gray Hey, I will give you blue. Oh, well, I can't move a mountain. I'm just a dream. No, I can't undo what's happened. Baby, I will understand. Another way. We- take what happened. Give you blue Baby, I will give you blue
0: Thank you very much Alan Stone, welcome. What a singer! What what a singer! Thank you very much. Um, you got started early, as most good singers do. A lot of good singers start in church. Yeah, I had the privilege of of having to sing. Yeah,
2: in front of people from a very very early age.
0: Yeah, and um, let me ask you an important question about this time in your young uh, musical development, which is your dad is the pastor of this church yeah and you're singing and you're in a pretty tight-knit community and suddenly you're branching out you're learning all this other stuff did that provide any kind of conflict or tension in your family or were they cool with all this new stuff you were learning and singing I was the youngest of three until I was about 16 17 and
2: then my family adopted two little girls from the community And so I was in this really cool shelf where by the time I was 14, my parents were just like, whatever. They're tired. They're just exhausted.
0: (laughs) You're invisible. Yeah, Yeah,
2: exactly. I was just invisible. I was like, whatever, I'm going
0: to be in my room. Yeah. But you did have a falling out or a break in the thing because you went to college, you went to Bible school. And then after that, you said, I'm done. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to be part of this faith anymore in a way. Right. Or what did you say? You called it corporate religion. Yeah,
2: I mean, I think everyone is religious. I think that religion is just an expression of what we believe exercised in our life. So if you're a Patriots fan, your religion's going pretty well for the last 10 years. If you're a Browns fan, it might be, you know, it's tough, right? There's not very many seats in those pews. But Um, you keep
0: the faith. But you keep the faith, right?
2: (laughs) You know, if if you're a vegetarian, that's an expression of the beliefs that you hold. So I wouldn't say I stepped away from faith. I just... Reorganized my faith, and it didn't have anything to do with the tradition of the current corporate Christian religion. And your um, parents were okay with that? Yeah, I mean, they were they were very loving through it and uh, respectful of it. I mean, I left when I was 20, so yeah.
0: there's only so much you can do to your 20 year old kid. Yeah. So you launched, you moved to Seattle, and then did you start joining like cover bands, or what did you do when you found yourself in living in Seattle? Uh, at
2: first, I just started picking and grinning like anywhere people would listen so parties barbecues
0: yeah coffee shops i played nursing homes hmm. hey in case you just tuned in you're listening to e-town i'm here with alan stone let's also uh, mention that playing on conan and ellen and being on american idol and things like that are not exactly on the downhill slide of anybody's musical career those are hmm. great opportunities and you nailed it in each case and i'm sure that made a difference right don't you think being on television helped people discover you as a singer yeah yeah, totally i always um i think the one if
2: i were to call it a gimmick I, I don't do it on purpose but what i hear a lot from folk is you don't sound like you look right and um if you're to hear one of my songs on the radio there's you know it's like oh cool this is an R and B song i yeah. enjoy the sound of what's happening here but when people connect the face of their aunt, Karen, with the soul music of the 60s and 70s. It's like, oh, man, this is a new thing yeah. for me. So TV kind of always seems to, yeah. it, it helps.
0: Yeah, helps, it helps. helps break the ice, yeah. Yeah, and helps let people know. Yeah. I heard that that happened when Buddy Holly first went to New York, that they booked him at the Apollo. And it was like, wait a minute. Mm. But um, anyway, you're, you are certainly a soulful singer. The new record is called Building Balance. Um, What's the motivation for that title? Well, um,
2: I just turned 30 a few years ago. I met my wife, and for many years of my own personal life, I would imagine many of the listeners' journeys are maybe mirrored that. But I kind of always feel like I'm floating. Like I don't know where I fit in this thing. I don't understand where my place is. I don't know what I'm doing. Ever. And, um, and what I was hoping to express was the understanding to the listeners that it's okay to feel off kilter. You know, I come from loggers and miners and ski bums up in the Pacific Northwest, but I sing music that's traditionally been cultivated from the South. And I grew up with a very religious background, but, you know, I've pulled pieces of that and then threw that away. There's just, we, and you're a dad. I'm a father now, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's cool it's it's like it's the best um, thing
0: i've done with my life by far so building balance is all about looking for it every day and trying to make the pieces fit together and you've got some great uh, building blocks you've already assembled alan you got some great skills and it's really cool to meet you and get to hear you sing and we're going to do more of that right now it's okay with you yeah thank you nick Yeah. yeah let's get back to music welcome back alan stone Hey Alan Stone, along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Christian Cheel, Ron Jolly. They got to play some guitar. Alan will be back to play a lot more music later on in the show.
1: Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by Silk, a pioneer of plant-based beverages that supports the environment as the charter sponsor of Change the Course, a program created by National Geographic to help conserve and restore fresh water to the planet. More about Silk's environmental commitments and plant-based nutrition at silk.com and by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you so much for your continued support. Now, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town.
0: This is E-Town, Alan Stone will be back later on the show, and coming up Nikki Lane is here from Nashville, Tennessee. But first, every week we get to uh, share a story of somebody who is doing something special in their hometown or beyond. Generally these folks are volunteers, but sometimes they're, they're business people or authors or scientists, and uh, listeners often tell us about these folks, and we get to pass on their stories to you. So thanks to all of you out there who keep sending in uh, ideas and stories. Uh, This week is a good one, but someone we were, in fact, familiar with. Here comes Helen to tell you about this week's guest.
1: Thank you, Nick. Mark Barish is kind of hard to describe. He's a nonfiction author of books like The Healing Path and The Compassionate Life. He's been an editor at Natural Health and Psychology Today. He's a filmmaker and contributing writer on Arts and the Environment. But back in 2006, he launched something called the Green World Campaign to focus on restoring degraded landscapes while literally drawing down CO2 from the atmosphere. Mark is very passionate about trees because he knows that when they're cut down, the environment can suffer. Among other things, the landscape can lose vital fertility, often causing hunger and conflict to grow in their place. Water supplies are significantly affected. Plant and animal life suffer, and so on. Now, well, Mark is now a champion of something called regenerative agriculture, going beyond sustainability and helping literally heal the planet, and with luck, fight climate change at the same time. Now, Mark's efforts also provide eco-education to school kids, mostly in Africa also training for farmers, and most importantly, his efforts are all locally managed by the folks in the communities that are affected by all this. He's here with us, so please welcome Mark Barish.
0: Hey, Mark, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Let's start with the phrase that Helen mentioned, just talking about regenerative agriculture. What's the difference between organic or sustainable and regenerative?
4: Well, I think it also has to do with the difference between sustainable and regenerative as an approach sustainable is wonderful, but it's basically avoiding negative footprints. And regenerative is you're not just avoiding harm, you're trying to do more good. So when it translates to agriculture, you're not just avoiding pesticides and chemicals and GMOs, you're actually creating ecological agriculture or agroforestry or agroecology. You're actually mimicking the way an ecology works. You're building soil, which is really absolutely essential, and you're drawing down carbon. So So in a way i'd say regenerative agriculture builds on the wonderful legacy of organic but it carries it further so you're talking
0: about creating healthy soil using things like crop rotation and naturally harmonized plants and things to create a kind of a circular ecosystem within the agricultural world that can eventually avoid pesticides and fertilizers but also really create a sort of living soil kind of situation?
4: Yes, exactly. Living soil is the key. Living soil means there are biota, living mycorrhizal fungi and bacteria and that sort of thing. And if you look at conventional agriculture, the soil is essentially dead. It's like a zombie soil and you reanimate it with chemicals. And these are self-renewing systems, and they actually spiral into greater functionality. Right. If you treat the soil as an asset and as an appreciating asset, then you have a really good economic model. But in the beginning, you can really just start, uh, it's just add trees. Trees make an enormous difference in terms of the biology of the soil. So why not use the natural systems rather than killing the natural systems, replacing them by dumping chemicals on it?
0: In case you just tuned in, you're listening to ETEL I'm here with uh, Mark Barish. I know that you have projects in other countries, Kenya, Ethiopia, India, Mexico. And I'm sure that when you're working with those degraded landscapes, you're dealing with the specifics of that particular ecosystem when you're thinking about what trees to plant, which communities to participate with, how to engage the locals, and so on.
4: Absolutely, and we're learning from the locals, and we're learning from the local ecology. There's no one-size-fits-all solution, especially with this regenerative ideal. You know, it's always based on the localities.
0: Any of the trees you plant produce food or anything that can actually help with uh, providing nutrition to these folks? Oh, as
4: much as possible. I mean, yeah. we plant multi-purpose trees. Uh, so if we plant a tree, it'll have fruit or nuts. It'll help the soil. It'll help erosion. The leaves will be useful for animal fodder, let's say, or for fertilizing the ground. Hmm. Trees are nature's Swiss army knife. You know, I mean, if you were to think of uh, a machine that uh, runs on solar energy and absorbs carbon and emits oxygen and produces food, fodder, fuel, building materials, retains water and recharges aquifers, and has been field tested for 450 million years and in uh, every possible climate, I'll buy that. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a cool description of a tree. So as I understand it, regenerative agriculture in general and tree planting specifically has sort of caught the attention of lots of major players these days, big corporations and banks and others and countries and leadership is looking at this seriously.
4: Yes, it's starting. I mean, there is something like $50 billion in the U.S. invested in regenerative agriculture at this point, seen as an investment, because again, if you're regenerating land, it's an appreciating asset in a way. You're making it appreciate.
0: Yeah. Well, Mark, this is super exciting just because it's early stages and could easily be the sort of our best hope for making a dent, making a difference globally. If folks want to learn more about uh, your efforts and your work, is there a website or anything, place where people
4: can go? Greenworld.org.
0: Greenworld.org. Cool. We'll be keeping an eye on your progress, and thanks for sharing this info, and thanks for visiting ETEM.
1: My pleasure.
4: Yeah,
0: that's Mark Barish, <laughs> the Green World Campaign. <laughs>
1: To learn more about this worthy project, you can check out our website, etown.org. We'd also love to hear about what you think about this segment and the show in general. We're always reachable on Facebook or at info at etown.org. That's our email. Or you can always write us the old-fashioned way at Box 954, Boulder, Colorado, 80306.
0: Thank you, Mark Barrish. It's funny, you know. we have always done this since we started the show. We've always done the combo of music and information about things we need to know more about. And uh, it sometimes makes for an awkward transition. But if you do anything long enough, people just get used to it. That's the way it is. We are committed, and we're going to keep doing it. We got more music coming up from Alan Stone right now. I want to tell you about our next guest. We are so glad to have Nikki Lane back on the show. She is a native of South Carolina. She lived in California for a bit, New York before moving to Nashville. She is kind of a late bloomer in the world of music. She started playing guitar and doing all that stuff when she was about 25, not long ago. But she has lost no time at all in uh, figuring it all out. She's a prolific and fearless songwriter. You may remember that she also has a vintage clothing shop in Nashville. She's always on the lookout for cool vintage stuff, including today. She was out there cruising around, found some stuff she mostly is just a great positive spirit entertainer songwriter she's still on the road she's playing shows either on her own or with her band all the time and this time she's going to play with us so please welcome back to e-town nikki lane
5: But Miss Helen Forster is going to come out and sing with me. You guys know Nick Forster, right? The host of this thing. This couple right here, we were talking about it earlier. They've done a thousand of these shows. I'm very jealous that you guys got to do a thousand shows in one spot. I'm driving all over the place. I'm just now hitting a thousand, too.
0: Nikki Lane, welcome back to E-Town. So glad you're here. (laughs) Highway Queen is such a great-sounding record, and I bet it was fun to make. Yeah. Um, You know, you've been pretty straight up front, candid, about your whole musical career. In fact, the whole thing started out of spite, you said, one time.
5: It's continuing, too, Uh, (laughs) out of spite.
0: (laughs) Because um, your boyfriend at the time went and made a record. You said, oh, yeah, you're going to break up with me. I'm going to make a record.
5: Well, yeah, he told me to mind my own business, and I was really mad. I, I had dabbled with making music before. I knew that I was like, could kind of maybe sing, but I couldn't play guitar. But I, I worked up some songs like, real quick. I found those three chords, and soon I had ten songs like that. And I was like, I'll make a record too.
0: <laughs> and you know what's funny about the spot that you occupy, which is this sort of you know, fierce and, and candid and somewhere kind of a rockin' country person or a country rockin' person, um, you got a lot of good company. And in the process, you've met a lot of people who are kind of legendary and iconic, also sort of badass people. You know, Loretta Lynn, others like that. I got right? to sit
5: in her living room. Yeah. That, like, is kind of cool. Like, I kind of freaked out a little bit that morning, actually.
0: She's such an amazing human, right? She's... And a
5: true pioneer and, like, yeah. juggled all the things.
0: And a feminist, even though she didn't know it, probably. I mean, well, she's, she's sort of, just
5: a boss. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I think that's—it's she's really inspiring. Yeah.
0: I like the fact that during your interview, Loretta said, "I feel like we've known each other a long time." And the guy said, "Well, well how is that?" And she said, "I think maybe we knew each other in a past life or something." Loretta Lynn said that about you. That was kind of cool. Um, you now have got your shop still, and is that doing okay? Your
5: It's doing pretty. That's why we're expanding.
0: High class hillbilly.
5: It's so much fun. Yeah. I can't stop. We spent yeah. an hour and a half today, and, and my tour manager said that was quick. So it's like a feature film or something. I got to get them like a better movie system you got, in, the, you got good in the rig.
0: Stuff. It's so fun. Yeah. Hey, a uh, couple more things before we get back to music. I don't remember it, but there was a cool quote from one of your high school teachers that sort of inspired you to be...
5: Complacency kills.
0: Complacency kills.
5: Yeah, just drove right into me. Anybody else? No? I don't know. Um, he was my track coach, too. And uh, I was like that girl. I'd run one loop, and then I'd hide behind the bathroom, and let them run the other. And then I'd finish the last loop. Really? Of course. Wow. Like, <laughs> I thought I was smart, too. But then he put that on the board, Complacency Kills. And that's going to be great, because that's what the next song is about.
0: Really? OK. Well, we're going to get to it. So. Two things before we go. One is we're going to be eagerly anticipating your next record. It's been a while, but you've been on the road all the time. So whatever it is your next experience is going to be, you'll write a bunch of songs about that and that will be it's your next record. It's happening right now. It is. Like this I wrote minute. a song in the basement. You did?
5: Just a few minutes ago. Oh, good. It was like, I ain't 24 anymore, and I've said it 12 times before. But these days, that's the age of allure. See?
0: There you go. Don't
5: ask me what happened. I was just getting ready, just living it, looking in that bright mirror.
0: Okay, well, right after the show, we're going down and we're tracking that thing. just to ready. We're put it down. <laughs> All right, well, we're always happy to see you. You've got such a cool pathway you've carved for yourself um, that makes perfect sense to us. So come back whenever you want. Meanwhile, we got more music. Welcome back, Nikki Lane.
5: This song's called Try a Little Harder. I know I can't take you on the road because you gotta stay here and do your real job. <laughs> what a fantastic place. Thank you for having me. This is the Barbara Mandrell song.
0: I'm, I'm ready.
6: <laughs> I remember wearing straight leg Levi's flannel shirt, even when they weren't in style. I remember Singing with Roy Rogers With movies when the West was really wild And I was listening to the opera When all my friends were singing Rock and roll and rhythm and blues I was country When country wasn't cool I remember suckling the drive-in
0: That's Nikki Lane, along with the E-tones, Ron Jolly, Chris Engelman, Christian Thiel, Helen Forrester, and Alan Stone sitting in on that last song. Nikki Lane, her record's called Highway Queen. She'll be back for the big finale in just a bit.
1: This portion of ETON is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. Now, if you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the Eat town podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. A lot of good stuff, and it's available for free in Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and all of those podcast directories that you may or may not know of. You're listening to Eat town
0: i'm nick forster i'd like to say hello to our listeners who hear e-town on stations like waps the summit in akron ohio on umfm the faculty of sound in winnipeg manitoba canada and on kcho in chico california thanks for listening as always if you want more information about any of our guests if you want to see exactly what kind of a vintage western wear Nikki Lane was wearing this particular show you can find that and much more on our website etown.org you can also find out about how to get tickets to shows and much more. Meanwhile, would you please help me welcome back to E Town, Alan Stone?
2: Give it up for the E Town band, man. That'd incredible. There's a song off Building Balance called Taste of You. We're gonna play it together. I'm excited for this one, this is fun.
3: You
0: Alan Stone the record is called Building Balance out on ATO Records along with E-Tones Chris and Christian Ron and Helen we've got time for one more song we want to get everybody out to do this last song I want to thank all our guests thanks to Mark Barish for coming uh, author and and, uh, environmentalist talking about the value and the importance of planting trees around the world we gotta do it we gotta do it, a trillion trees, who knows. Thanks to Nikki Lane for coming from Austin and Nashville. Always good to have Nikki on the show. Thanks to Alan Stone and the e Tones and Helen Forster. Here's a, uh, it's a song we've never done as a finale before. It's an old, uh, I think it's from the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band and a um, great, great song we're happy to do. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-town
6: lazy yellow moon coming up tonight shining through the trees the crickets are singing and the lightning bugs are floating on a breeze baby get ready
3: across the field where the creek turned back by the old stone road I'm gonna take you to a special place that nobody knows. Baby, get ready. Ooh. You and me go fishing in the dark. Flying on our backs and count the stars. Where the cool wind can Down by the river in the full moonlight. We're well, in love in the middle of the night. The days are getting long
1: Recorded at E Town Hall and produced by our donor supported nonprofit organization. You can go to our website, etown.org, to comment about E Town or email us at info at etown.org. Distribution of E Town is made possible by our family of sponsors, this station, and listeners like you. we This is a production of the E-Town Radio Network.
0: That's Alan Stone, along with Nikki Lane. Thanks to Mark Barish. I'm Nick Forster. Thanks for listening.